This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on it so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. All right, we're back for episode three. Hello, how are you? This is And That's Why We Drink with... How are you? I'm great. <laughs> okay. I'm so great. How are you? I'm fine. You shouldn't answer. So. I have bigger fish to fry right now. It's fine. Um, welcome to episode three. We made it. We're, uh, we're going to blow your mind. We are. Right to pieces. <laughs> I, have a, I have a present for you, by the way. What is it? There you go. <gasps> what are wine gums? I don't and know. why have I not eaten these before? I don't know, but I found them on the way today. Em just handed me a bag called well, Wine Gums. <laughs> well, the name isn't as great as as the product inside. But it looks like candy, and it has wine in it. Well, it's gummy wine. So the, the fact that I didn't know gummy wine existed makes me really question my commitment to wine. Well, the picture is, it, like, there's, like, different colors like the dark red one if you look it says port like each one's a different flavor wine wow is there a box wine flavor <laughs> if not I they, think sh- they should make that maybe in the maybe in one of the beginner maybe starter the packs cheap, the cheap the clearance aisle that's for you to enjoy that is so sweet i actually have a gift for you too no you don't i do wait do you really yeah no nah. That's so crazy that we both thought of that to we do. We really didn't plan this. No, we didn't like, plan it actually, at all. I didn't even remember until you gave me those. Okay, I bought these today. Oh. I hope you like Girl Scout cookies. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess who doesn't? I noticed that it's open, so thanks well, for that gift. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I had a long day. Yeah. Well, is there at least... So you got me... Actually, you got me my two favorite ones. Those are my two favorites. We got. Did some... you actually get these for me, or are we just sharing them and then no, they're going to stay in I've your house? No, I got them for this. I went to the grocery store and I was like, "Em and I need some Girl Scout cookies." We got Samoas and we got Thin Mints, aka the two best flavors. Can I that... tell you? I didn't mean to interrupt you. God, that was rude. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm kidding. Um. So when I was in middle school, there was I don't. Someone must have been a Girl Scout and they left like their supply in our bathroom. Oh. <laughs> and I remember I had to have been in like sixth or seventh grade, and I would in. I would intentionally, during math class, always leave and go to the bathroom so I could go eat all of these Girl Scout cookies that were just always restocked. They were in the bathroom? Oh, they would store them there? They would, like, leave them there in the corner during the school day. 
and I would always eat That's all really of them. That's a stupid thing to do. Well, you would think after day one and all the cookies are gone, they wouldn't bring a whole new, <laughs> a whole new case. But I kept eating them. But well, the, I had like free Girl Scout cookies for like a whole year. I was a Girl Scout until the day they told me we we actually had to go to Limited 2 um, and learn about fashion. And we got a special fashion badge while the boys got to like go camping and go get a business like learn about uh being businessmen right and i got a fashion badge and my mom was like this is literally worthless and so we quit the peak of fashion is limited too so right right. i did learn a lot all i know about fashion is from that trip to limited too actually so really as you can tell by my beautiful what does your shirt say attire i hate running it says i hate running (laughs) Oh, good. It's well. me and some wine and some Girl Scout cookies <laughs> and some wine gums. Obviously, I hate running. Anyway, hi. Welcome. We're back with snacks. We're back with snacks. And we also wanted to uh, just do a little shout out and thank you guys, everyone who subscribed, uh, listened to our first couple episodes. We have just a crazy, we have this map of who's listening. How many countries? Yeah, countries. We have 10 countries here. Nah, 10 I think, let's see. Yeah, 10. So we have the U.S., United Kingdom, France, Argentina, the Bahamas. Hey. I wonder who that is. Maybe my mama. Uh, my Bahama mama. Yeah, Emily's <laughs> Bahama mama is in the Bahamas. Thanks, Mom. So we got a Canada, a Germany, which I'm a little disappointed because I have a lot of relatives there. and My entire family actually is there, and we only have one download in Germany. Well, that says a lot about your family. But what makes up for it is that we have a United Republic of Tanzania listener. Stop it. I know. And that's my beautiful ex-roommate, Allison. So shout out to you for bringing us an Africa representative. Well, we had... And we just, by the time this comes out, they're going to have heard a few episodes. But we've already... We just posted everything last night. Mm -hmm. And overnight we had over 100 downloads. Yep. 129 to be exact as of right now in 10 countries oh can you imagine if when this comes out we still only have 129 downloads? we shouldn't have specified what time it was <laughs> all right well anyway thanks guys for being so supportive yeah we love you all so thank you so so much and shout out uh to our our designer oh man our graphic designer kirk long overdue he is the one that created the logo that you guys have been seeing everywhere on social media. It is something that we absolutely would not have been able to do ourselves. No. Although M did a pretty good job on the first one. Yeah. We ended up not using it, though, so that shows you how good it was. (laughs) Well, Kirk is, you know, he does it professionally. He upped the ante. We just want to thank him for doing that for us. It really, like, takes our podcast to the next level. So thank you, Kirk. You are my hero. I've never met you, but I love you. I've met you. You're A-OK. Well. All right. You're great. What are you drinking? Listen, I'm drinking. Okay, so this is the thing. I went to the store today, and I was like, I'm going to buy a bottle of wine instead of a box today. Mm-hmm. Wow. Nice. Yeah, I know. I really was feeling, really like, it up. feeling like splurging. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found this bottle of wine. It's from Meridian Vineyards, um, and it's a Cabernet Sauvignon. Per usual. Per usual. It's my fave. And I actually bought it. It's a $10.99 bottle of wine, and it was on sale for $3.99. Oh my gosh. So I feel incredibly accomplished. What a bargain. I'm not going to question why it was so discounted, but it's pretty (laughs) damn good. Good for you. Yeah, so that's my cheap wine. That's my extra cheap wine of the day. 
I am drinking a shamrock shake. Oh, those are the best. Yeah. Well, actually, remember I told you I had fun facts about wine and milkshake? Absolutely. All right. So my shamrock shake is my fun fact. Yes. They're, this year, they're doing five flavors. So this is McDonald's, right? Yes. Oh. Are we allowed to say that? Whatever. Yeah, we did. make a shamrock shake. Sure. You I can say McDonald's. Yeah, I ruined it. All right. Come at me, McDonald's. So, Do it. We dare you. Uh, and sponsor us. Oh, right. That'd be, <laughs> no, ignore the last part. Please just sponsor <laughs> us. Uh, okay. So shamrock shakes this year are coming in five flavors. There's original, which I did not get. Be, as you can tell, because it's brown. Yeah, I was confused by that. I got the uh, the shamrock chocolate chip frappe, which is a chocolate chip frappe with the shamrock syrup and green sprinkles, which have now melted in my whipped cream. Oh my god. It's not bad. The first taste was a little bit of a kick, but I got used to it. Uh, then they have a chocolate shamrock shake, which is my favorite looking one, because it's on, if you look at the cup, the bottom of it is a chocolate shake, and the top of it is a shamrock shake. Like, it's not mixed together. Oh, They're it's layers. like a layer cake, like that wine that your mom likes. <sighs> you and my mom. Uh, and then we've got shamrock hot chocolate, and there's a shamrock mocha shake. So this is new, right? Because I remember in college, we would drink shamrock shakes, and there was only the shamrock right. shake. This oh. is the first year they're doing five flavors. Okay. And by the time this comes out, it should be, it will be close to St. Patty's Day. So people better stock up what they Love can. Love it. Those are my favorite. Yep. Um, anyway. I feel like I should be coming in with wine facts, and I never do. I just come in with actual wine. So. Don't worry. I've got you. Thank you. You ready? Yes. Um, you may have seen this, because this is all over the internet, but it's still worth mentioning. MIT, which is the school right next door to where we went, uh, their uh, grad students created an algorithm to match you with four wines per month that your body chemistry, like your taste chemistry... It'll pair well with what your bot with what your body your bodily something the your, way your taste profile. Yeah. <laughs> you really threw that together. I struggled a lot. You're welcome. But they have a quiz online that you can take and it'll be like if you had iced tea, would you want it with lemon? Would you want it with sugar? Would you want it diluted? Would you want it fruit flavored? Like they give you questions kinda like that. And uh and then based on all those types of questions they put together what you're interested in and they send you four wines a month do you really think i haven't taken this quiz already yeah the whole time i said it you were doing a slow nod like mm, i'm gonna let you finish i have taken this quiz and i was so excited because it's always advertised on my facebook i wonder why um and then at the end they were like we'll tell you after you give us all this money and i was like um, when i have a get really good job i'll come back to you mit <laughs> but i'm waiting I'll be there. Well, they have a good idea. It is. It's a great idea. It's cool. I just, I was kind of bummed. But I remember the quiz. It's it's cool. Anyway, those are our facts of the, the week. Lovely. Mm -hmm. um, why are you drinking this week? Mm, I'm drinking because uh, I still haven't told my roommate I'm moving. Emily. <laughs> this poor guy. It's not even funny. I, I really, I have been actively avoiding him. <laughs> oh lord and that's why Wait, why don't you just tell him i'm just afraid oh uh, it's kind of awkward i, I mean it's gonna i mean no matter what i do it's gonna be bad you should just leave him a note on his pillow once i've left yeah, right good idea leave. just move out over oh we could stage a kidnapping i've been reading too many crime stories what's wrong with you i don't know anymore. he's a 40 year old man <laughs> is he really yeah oh i always thought he was our age oh no he's also egyptian i knew that part okay i mean that doesn't like make him like more or less interesting. 
But if you're imagining a white person, that's not him. You're wrong. Who are you imagining? I'm just telling everyone they're wrong if they were imagining a white person. Yeah, well, they were wrong, too. Yeah. But no, so um, I'm drinking because of that. Uh, I'm drinking because uh, I'm about to switch departments, which At work, right? I'm still nervous yeah. about. That's that it. It's terrifying. Mm-hmm. But also exciting. Right. It's going to be great. Why are you drinking? I'm drinking um, because, oh boy, just let me tell you. So my boyfriend, whom I love and adore very much, uh, he, just disclaimer, he is doing this like new workout program and... He, a part of the program is that he has to go paleo for six weeks and I agreed to go no. along with it. And, you know, it's like not so bad. They eat a lot of meat and no, well, the no carbs is a big thing that's going to kill me. I can't eat bread or crackers or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and my new year's resolution was to be a vegetarian. So I'm failing extremely quickly, <laughs> <laughs> like much quicker than I hoped. You can just do what I do. I eat vegan half of the week Sometimes. and then I eat like a monster the other yeah. half of the week. So I just felt kind of weird at the grocery store. We bought about 16 pounds of meat today. I'm not exaggerating. Jeez. And our grocery bill was $319. Shut up. I know. I've never spent that much on groceries. Uh, and then we walk out and there are Girl Scout cookies. And <laughs> <laughs> as you already know... I bought two boxes, and now I have wine gums, so... I'll help you. Let me... Give me that box. Yeah. I'll, have some Thin Mints for I'll me. I'll figure it out for you. With It pairs well with my shamrock shake. In other words, I'm going to be eating a lot of meat and Girl Scout cookies, so my life is really not bad, but I'm drinking anyway. You know what the best part about these are? They really... I was being sarcastic. They really do pair Thin Mints and a mint chocolate shake. They wow. They were meant to be. Destined. Anyway, I'm going to crack this They open. also pair well with a nice... Meridian Vineyards Cabernet Sauvignon. We've said like seven brand names and none of them are endorsing us or sponsoring us. It's so sad. Get the program, Meridian. <laughs> could you hear me chewing? I could hear you chewing. It was... It was neat. It was really neat. And it really made me feel great. Let's crack into murder. Go. Let's All right. go. Oh. Oh. You're murder. Shit. I'm ghosts. Who's going first? Me. We discussed last time I'm, I'm not... I'm always first. All right. Emily's always first. Mm-hmm. So, Emily, please scare me today. Why are, why are we drinking today? All right. I'm going to do my best to tell you all about this. Because here's the thing. I was also listening to the new Bruno Mars album while I wrote all the notes. So who knows how scrambled this is. Emily! All right. Maybe I'll be even more messed up than it's supposed to be. It'll help. I promise. Let's go. Bruno Mars pairs well with a nice paranormal story. Bruno Mars's new album is the best album of the year, and it's only February, and I cannot be convinced otherwise. My soul hurts hearing you say that, but we'll discuss this at a later date. Okay. Uh, all right. So, have you heard of the Bell Witch? I'm trying to think, because I've heard of the Blair Witch. No, project. this is about the Blair Witch came from the Bell Witch. Though. <gasps> I love the Blair. I have only seen it this year. This is the first time I've ever. You've seen only. It. Seen the Blair Witch Project this One year? Time. Yeah, my brother and I... No, it was a couple months ago. It was last year. But my brother and I watched it because we were like, we've never seen this movie. What is wrong oh, with you? Oh, it was so good. Yeah, I know. Everyone 15 years ago thought that, Christine. God. <laughs> I was busy, like, still watching Barney 15 years ago. You know, every Ten. time my mom has ever tried to watch the Blair Witch Project, which she stopped after, like, videos or DVDs or something like that. But every time she's ever tried to watch it, the machine that she put the tape in broke before she could watch it. Listen, I'm glad you told me that after I watched it, because if I heard that, <laughs> I would never watch it. But it's great. I have a lot of behind the scenes stuff. I mean, we're both in TV, so we'll talk about that. 
I thought you said we're time. both on TV. I was like, I oh, wish. Oh, God, the dream. <laughs> we're only on a radio that doesn't even play through a radio. All right. The Bell Witch, which inspired the Blair Witch. And other another story in Maryland also inspired the Blair Witch. Disclaimer. So the Bell Witch was in the 1800s, and it's one of the also one of the most famous hauntings in America. Uh, there was a man named John Bell. And, and he moved from North Carolina to what's now considered Adams, Tennessee. Okay. Um, over time, when he got there, within the first couple of years, he bought uh, over $300 or over 300 acres of land to start farming on. Mm-hmm. And he bought his, uh, some of his land from a girl named Kate Butts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the 12. end. I'm no. 12. <laughs> <clears throat> and so uh, Kate Butts. She thought that uh, the deal that they made for her to sell her land to John Bell was unfair. And she took it really hard to a point where on her deathbed, she cursed his entire family. What? They must have... She must have really gotten ripped off. She must have not had much else going in her life. She's just vindictive. She's going to haunt me now. In 1817, um, after this deal had happened and then she cursed the family and then died... uh, John Bell was out in the field, uh, and he saw an animal sitting in the middle just staring at him. And he couldn't see the actual animal, just its silhouette. Uh, but it looked like it had the body of a dog and the head of a rabbit. No. Yeah. What? No. Yeah. And uh, it, he, he shot at it, I guess, to make dinner out of this demon or something. A rabbit? Dog. It ran off. He couldn't find him. But that night, he heard, like, beating sounds, like boom, 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 like beating on his house all around the walls outside. Oh, and God. every night after that just got worse and worse. Like you could hear like basically like as if someone was knocking on the inside of the walls. I've heard that as part of hauntings. Mm-hmm. Like the, the banging on the walls. Right. Yeah. That's a thing. It's it's like footsteps, but not on the exactly. floor. You know what I mean? All right. <laughs> At, whoa. Whoa. My mind. Yeah, I have a master's, guys. Um, and so... Eventually, it got to a point where they were looking out the window to see when this like weird animal would show up, and every time they saw it, it was when the the beating on the walls would happen. So then the whole family started trying to catch this thing, and they never could. And um, the children began complaining uh, that they couldn't go to sleep at night anymore because they could feel something gnawing at their bedposts when okay. they were sleeping. No, no, no. Then, uh, when they started ignoring that and just taking that as like, oh, this is normal, let's keep sleeping anyway, uh, their covers would get yanked off and the pillows would get pulled out from behind their heads and thrown across the room by, like, an invisible thing. This is my nightmare. Like, the stuff that happens just seems like it might as well be a movie. Right, it sounds like an exaggerated horror movie where they just pulled out all the... Right. If this was really happening, like, why... Why are there people who don't believe in ghosts? You know what I mean? And also, why are you still living? I would be gone. I would rather live up in a tree than right. in a I would have moved. Where, like, something is pulling the covers off me at night. Just saying. Fucking nope out of there. Anyway. <laughs> Go on. Uh, so, they started complaining that the pillows were getting pulled out from under their heads and thrown against the wall. Um, and they started hearing humming around the house and a woman whispering. Mm-mm. Yeah, Christine. I don't like it. And then uh, the daughter, there's three kids in this family, and one one of them is a daughter named Betsy, and she just started getting bitch slapped by something invisible. Are you serious? Like, for the rest of her life, and for a good amount of her life. Isn't that, like, the highest level of, like, 
It's this is like America's one of America's first poltergeists. Okay, because I was gonna say because that's like extreme. Right. Well, the thing with poltergeist, the thing with all spirits that I, as far as I know, is that the more energy you give it, the more power it has. Isn't that why they say like a lot of teenagers kind of energy like? Well, it's it's kids because no one's taught them. Sure. To, to think that anything's wrong. Right. Like, oh, if you have, if you see a person there, no one's there to, you haven't learned yet it's that you don't see that. Right. And then teenagers, they're, There's because a of, lot of their angst and stuff like that. Yeah. They're like so hormonal. Um, I'm shocked I didn't have a poltergeist at age 14. I did. I needed one. We'll talk about that on another show. That was horrible. Oh, we will. <laughs> Believe me, I'm going to bring that up. That'll, that'll be a two wine kind of oh, night. Oh, Lord. But yeah, so she was, there was little kids in the house. There was her little brother who was like four or five, so like the perfect age to like see things and have not been raised yet to think that sure. those things aren't there. Um, and then she was also a teenager, so she was all hormonal oh. and angsty, so they were feeding off that negative energy. So it was just like, you know, just a, this is a bad a hot combo. zone. Yeah. Um, so she just started getting slapped around and her hair started getting yanked. Ugh. And this wasn't even like at night. This was like, um, like just us talking right now all of a sudden someone just go bam and just yank her head like off like her like hair until she like fell down um and then when her uh parents started like saying like no you're you have to be kidding they started seeing like red handprints on her face and like welts and bruises on her um there is the the skeptical side of this is that she was getting abused by one of the slaves on the farm that's also really scary and i mean no matter what it's bad but i would think if it was a slave how easily is it for like the father or the child of the owner to be like dad a slave hit me like that slave gets fired or killed like that's not a thing that you can get away with very easily right i feel like a slave couldn't get away with sleeping an extra hour let alone hitting exactly exactly like so all this is starting to happen and everyone's getting freaked out and so john bell tells his friend uh james johnston about what's going on and so that friend spends the night with his wife to like check it out for themselves and immediately uh the covers get pulled off of them that night and when he wakes up they like something is like smacking him like in the face like beating him up like severely like apparently he got like kicked in the gut but there's no one there like he just like felt all these things happening to him and when everyone like saw him run out of the room he was like covered in like welts and he looked like he had gotten beaten up by like a mob of people and so he ended up getting it to stop by screaming in the name of the lord who are you and what do you want and then everything for that night stopped but eventually it only pissed it off more surprise of course and the voice got worse the humming got louder so was the humming like songs like it was humming it was humming like like one pitch like biblical music no yeah that's and this is where i kind of like even as someone who's a total believer in this stuff i have a hard time wrapping my head around this because it started intelligently speaking like they would just hear voices and it would like recite scripture to them Ugh! it gives me the chills it really does and i don't know if they like all heard it as like they all heard it coming kind of from all angles like if everyone was sitting and they actually heard it outwardly or if everyone like heard a voice in their head sure i don't really know i've experienced hearing a sound where like you couldn't outside you yeah you couldn't figure out where it was coming from and i've heard things that were in a very specific area right but i've never just heard something in my head i've heard like my name whispered but 
in your head or no but like outside of my, okay like from i'm gonna assume seat. that's what they experienced too but so it was uh they, they recited scripture there was intelligent conversation and there's one report where they quoted word for word two different sermons that were being recited at two totally different churches like 15 miles away from each other ew i don't know how you would have figured that out in the 1800s so it's not like you can like type Google. in the lyrics or something watch the sermon on youtube yeah i don't know I also know he was a super prominent guy, so he probably knew both pastors sure. in the town or something like that. Um, so the story started to spread, and it got to Nashville, Tennessee, where General Andrew Jackson was. And he started hearing about all this stuff. So in 1819, which was two years later after all this is still happening, Andrew Jackson goes to the house because he's like, I, I think in yeah, my notes, it says, Jackson says, what the fuck? I'm checking this shit out. <laughs> that is a verbatim quote. Yeah, that one's, in, that one's in the history book. It's in the Encyclopedia Britannica. And uh, so Jackson brings all of his, as many men as he can fit in one wagon. And they're almost at the house. Like they have like a one more hill to get up or something like that. And the wagon, they don't know, they can't explain it, but the wagon just stopped. Like the horses couldn't pull it. It just, Ugh. like, stopped, like, almost as if, like, the wheels were cemented to the ground. Uh, so they all, all the men get out and try pushing it, and nothing's working. And so Jackson said, uh, by, by the eternal, uh, this must be a witch. And then as soon as he said that, everyone heard a voice, like, around them uh, that says, let the wagon move then, but I'll see you tonight. And, like, everyone heard this. What? Everyone that was there. I think there was, like, seven different, like military men who were like what the fuck was that what what yeah and uh and then as soon as they heard that sound they looked around like who said that the wagon was able to move again so they got to the house and one of the um men in the like entourage of general jackson was like we're all gonna be fine here i'm a witch tamer and i have a gun with a silver bullet and the witch isn't gonna come get us because she's afraid and before he could even finish his sentence uh, he, like, started screaming and jerking around, and he was saying that someone had stuck a bunch of, like, pins and needles in him. And uh, and then he, like, fell to the ground and was acting like someone was, like, severely beating him. <gasps> like, someone was, like, kicking him in the face and the stomach nonstop. And then everyone saw him literally get thrown out the door by, like, something invisible. Like, something kicked him out of the oh, house. And God. then uh, after that happened... People heard a whisper. This time it was in their head. They all heard the same voice in their head. And it was a growl. And it said, there's another fraud here. And he'll be identified and punished later. Stop it. Yeah. Um, and then, <clears throat> so all, all of his men are like, like, Jackson, let's go. And he was like, no, I want to stay. I want to yeah, stay here. He's like, I want to see who the other fraud is. And nobody knows what actually happened that night. But there's a bunch of reports of them leaving in the middle of the night, like, and like fleeing the house. Did she mean a fraud? As in, like, a traitor to this? No, no, no. She meant, like, that first guy in his entourage was like, oh, I'm a witch tamer, and she's scared of me. And so I think she, there was someone else pretending that they were, like, big and tough. Um, so nobody knows what happens, but they flee. And then a couple years go by where the same stuff is happening. Casual. <laughs> and Betsy, the daughter, is now engaged to a guy named Joshua Gardner. And <clears throat> the entity, I guess is what we're going to call it, uh, said throughout the house many times not to marry him. Like, anytime she brought him up, you would hear in the house, don't marry him. And it got to a point where they, like, 
anywhere they went, even if they left the property, you could they could both hear her the voice saying, don't marry him. Can you imagine being engaged to someone and you hear a random ghost being like, they shouldn't marry you. They shouldn't marry you. It's like enough to hear your parents say it, but then <laughs> like to hear like a disembodied voice being like, oh no. Well, but so would you trust the voice? Because I feel like if the voice is so evil, maybe it... I wouldn't. You know what I, mean? I wouldn't. I mean, if I had never heard anything before, I would be more prone to sure, exactly to believe it. But if this thing's also bitch slapping me every night, yeah, I'm gonna be like, no. There's also another rumor that uh, Richard Powell, who was an old school teacher there, liked Betsy and like showed a lot of interest. But get this, like showed interest because he was a school teacher to her. <gasps> Ew. Like, he was into her when she was, like, 11, He's which in the 1800s, I don't know what, like, the age of consent is, but like 11 is not That's great. too recent for 11. And, um, <laughs> that's too recent. Like, give it 200 more years yeah. and, like, mm, we'll talk. And so, he was also known to study the occult, and so they, when he asked her to marry him, and she said, no, I, I'm marrying Joshua Gardner, they think that he caused all of this by like because he got rejected and so if he's part of the occult he caused like a, a witch or something to sicker i wish i could have caused witches for everyone that rejected me <laughs> yeah cause a witch i need about a hundred witches then <laughs> um so betsy and joshua like cannot stand this like ghost following them being like don't get married don't get married and like mocking them and laughing at them and to a point where Betsy breaks off the engagement is like, I just can't do this. And so that's Easter of 1821 that she canceled her engagement. And after that, she, that ghost actually left her alone for the most part. Oh my God. Um, but it kept harassing her father, John Bell and vowed to kill him no matter what it took. So can ghosts kill people? I thought they couldn't kill people, but I guess, I mean, they can, I guess if you're possessed, you can, I mean, they can push up. A weight onto your head really that quick or something. If they're slapping you around, they could probably drop a brick on you. Yeah. Head. It's not hard to just, like, make you trip at the wrong time, I'm sure. sure. I don't know. I don't think they can... I don't think, like, a, a knife is just floating that chases you. <laughs> but I think, like, they can just, like, throw a knife and, like, you're the dartboard. You know what I mean? That's... Okay. <laughs> I need to go to a therapist. <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay. That's page number two floating to the ground. All right. So, um, Bell began, John Bell began experiencing like twitching and seizures after the ghost vowed to kill him. And Is that, it, that's the dad, right? The dad. Okay. And it just got worse. Like he started having seizures every day and he was blacking out a lot. And if he tried to go anywhere, like all of his stuff would be hidden. Like his shoes and his coat would be either hidden or if they were right next to him would be thrown across the room in front of him to like make sure like he couldn't go anywhere. I don't know. It just all, it's like, it's, it's like too, too obvious. It's so you know? much. I guess back then, maybe the ghosts were a lot more active back then because they knew there were no cameras to catch them. Right. Like you just have to take everyone's like, word. Well, who's going to believe you? Exactly. Nowadays, like they're all real quiet. So it seems. They're like, everyone has a home video camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would hear her laugh and mock him and call him old Jack Bell, which was the only, she was the only one that said that. They Ew. ever called them that. She gave him a nickname? Yeah, it would be like, old Jack Bell, old Jack Bell. Yuck. Uh, and you could hear it all over the farm. Like, if she was making fun of him in, like, the bedroom, you could hear him. You could hear it in the barn. Like, he always knew when she was making fun of him. 
So that December, John died after going into a coma the night before. And afterwards, the family found this vial on the ground and like right next to his bed. And they didn't know what the liquid was. So PETA wasn't around yet. So they fed it to the cat (gasps) to be like, oh, what's this? What the hell? The cat died like within an hour. And so it looked like he was poisoned. And they killed the cat. I like how I'm more upset about that than anything else. Well, yeah. I mean, they didn't know what it was, and they were like, well, we're not going to try it. Might as well give it to some farm cat. All right, fair point. Um, And then, so once they figured out that, oh, the cat died, and this is right next to his bed, he probably took it and died. They heard a whisper and a laugh from the ghost saying something along the lines of, he didn't even know he drank it. What the fuck? As in, like, she had either possessed him or... She had forced it down his mouth. Like, something had happened oh, where he didn't, he wasn't even aware of what was happening, and the poison got in his system. And then you heard a laugh, like, the whole room heard a laugh, and the son grabbed the vial and threw it into the fireplace, and it exploded bright blue. So the stories say. But this is, like, this sounds like a like a Harry Potter movie. It, right. It sounds like... Like, poof. Right. Um, so at the funeral, they say you could hear the voice, and you could hear singing and laughing during the funeral... All the way until the last person left the cemetery. What on earth? I don't know. But, like, the whole town of Nashville, like, heard a random voice and no one kept a document about this. So there was no, like, document? Like, how did you... Like, like the how- only way I found this out was just through, like... Like, this is this is apparently one of the most famous witches out there in America. And so everyone knows the story, and yet there's still people who either don't believe or... Like, this is so obvious, why would you believe? Sure. I don't know. Anyway, I had a hard time swallowing it, and I usually am just so accepting of every ghost story. Yeah, yeah. But for this to be one of the oldest ones, someone's got to believe it. <sighs> also, I would rather just believe it and not have that person come after me. I'd be like, you're you're real. Absolutely. <laughs> so, we won't marry whoever you don't want us to marry, I promise. So then in 1821, the now that he's dead, the ghost wasn't there to visit... Um, like, wasn't there to visit him, but visited his wife, the widow, and said, I'm going to leave you alone, but I'll be back in seven years. And said that I don't know, but said that in 1821, and then in 1828, she did come back, and she visited their son, now that he was an adult, and told him all of this weird shit, um, said the world needs a mass spiritual awakening, really, like, talked to him about, like, politics or something. Like, this thing just came back to talk about politics. And then very accurately predicted the Civil War. What the fuck? And, like, so he knew all of this. And because General Jackson had been to his house when he was little, he, like, knew people high in government and, like... But then that makes me think, like, if you predicted the Civil War and, like, had all these connections, why were we all surprised? What the hell? Not that we were all... You know, you know what I mean? Like, why weren't we, like, much more prepared for it? This is... Well, because I guess if you say, oh, a witch told me. Right. Like, no one's gonna say... But in the 1800s, didn't people, like, really... Weren't they really scared of witches? That's true. I mean, it sounds like there were two people who were like, I can defeat the witch. I mean, if you had General Jackson fleeing your house in the middle of the night, I would think he would believe you when you say the witch told me uh, that this. That is true. That is true. And he could have told other people who were, like, high in the military. Sure. Whatever. Okay. So... Anyway, after they have that conversation, he says he would be back to visit in 107 years and he would visit the most direct descendant, who ended up being this doctor named Charles Bell in 1935. And Charles Bell wrote a book about being a member of the Bell family. 
And then they have no information about him after the fact that he wrote it in the year that he was supposed to get visited by this witch. Was the book about the witch or mm-hmm. was... Oh. Like, all we know is he wrote a book that year that she was that she was supposed to visit him. And then no one knows what happened Vanish. to him. Yeah. So nowadays, one of the big, like, haunted tourist attractions is to go back to the land and the property of the Bell Witch. And there's a cave there that's known as the Bell Witch Cave. That sounds like my least favorite place on Earth. Well, people, apparently a lot of the the house is already gone. And so people will visit the cave thinking that's where the witch dwells. And apparently like a lot of cameras will malfunction there. Or like you'll get photos of apparitions that you did not see. Um, there was one girl who was on a tour who claimed it was all fake. Like was calling bullshit the whole time. And all of a sudden everyone heard like like a smack right in the face. And when she, like, they turned around to see her, she was on the ground. There was a giant red hand on her face. Oh, my God. It could have really just been anyone, like, slapping her to shut her up. (laughs) But, I mean, like... I mean, I've never seen someone, like, fully slap a girl in the face in public, but you never know. She got slapped around, and uh, there's other... Just, like, that wagon story where the wagon just, like, stopped out of nowhere... People trying to walk onto the property will just literally stop. Like, their feet can't move. Oh, that's creepy. Like, they're, like, frozen in time. Um, And then they can, like, regain their walking if they move backwards from the house. Oh, that's creepy, creepy. And in USA Today, um, I think two years ago, there was a medium who went to the property who was talking about how a lot of things are still there. And she was apparently able to get a lot of information about what happened. And she talked to the actual, like, Kate Butts, who, like said that she was gonna haunt them and curse their family yeah oh my god at the end that's some creepy 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 shit there's there's that i like usually i want to go to places that are haunted to like see them and check them out but that Mm -hmm. place i think i might avoid well well yeah i don't know i don't want to get slapped around (laughs) that's fair uh do you have uh any comments or is this exactly why we drink I am, like, thoroughly creeped out. I think it's something about witches just gives me the heebie-jeebies. See, witches don't freak me out as much because uh, I know, I know like, Wiccans and sure. pagans and, like, people who are part of that. And they don't scare me because I know what they're about. Right. I don't know if this was, like, a different type of witch and they just put a witch on it. I don't even know if it was a witch. It was sounds like a poltergeist to me, which they are not the two. I think they're maybe not they called the it a witch because, again, like, there's that whole thing of witches... With like, like the a, Salem witch trials. Yeah, it's like a buzzword. <laughs> We're both eating cookies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. Everyone needs to enjoy the well, crunch of a thin mint. But um, but yeah. So, I I don't play with poltergeists. Mm-mm. I play with witches. I'm I'm cool about that. That's what I'm saying. That doesn't sound like a. It just sounds like they didn't have definitions back then, so they put everything as a witch. Everything was just a witch, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anything unexplained. I'm, I need to clean my hands from that. Do you have a nice bloodbath for me? I have a really clean, clean story for you. Right. Um, it's called The Black Dahlia Murder. <gasps> I think I know about it. I don't. I don't. But I've heard this. Dahlia strikes a, strikes a nerve with me. Well, it was. it's actually set where we live in Los Angeles. And this was actually recommended to me by a good friend named Lindsay. So shout out to you. Hey, Lindsay. Thank you for the suggestion. Um, 
So I'm just going to dive right in. Basically what happened was on January 15th, 1947, the mutilated body of 22-year-old Elizabeth Short was found cut in half at the waist and drained of blood in a vacant lot in Los Angeles. What? So that's a fun start. In 1947? Yes. Hmm. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Um, So a woman walking past with her daughter discovered the body. She thought it was a mannequin at first because it was in two separate pieces. Oh, so both pieces were there. It's not like they found half of a person. Yeah, it was both pieces. Yikes! Okay. Creepy, creepy. Um, She realized it was a body, called the police. Uh, So the body itself, this is... um, if if you're sensitive to gore, like I know a lot of my family is, if you're my little sister, please don't listen to this part. If you're my dad, please don't listen to this part. Uh, plug your ears. If you're my dad, listen real good. Yeah, if you're Em's dad, you can listen all you want. My dad is not into the blood. So <clears throat> her body was found completely severed at the waist, drained of blood. Her face had been slashed from the corners of her mouth to her ears, which is called a Glasgow smile. Uh, she had several cuts on her thigh and breasts, and entire portions of her flesh had been like cut off. Uh, the lower half of her body was positioned a foot away from the upper. Okay, and this part, I know you're eating a cookie, but you're going to not want to be eating a cookie when I tell you. Oh, test me. Okay, so <clears throat> uh, so the her intestines had been, <laughs> quote, I told you, <laughs> had been, quote, tucked neatly. Neatly beneath her buttocks. Ew. I know. So the corpse was posed with her hands over her head, her elbows bent at right angles, and her legs spread apart. And detectives found a cement sack nearby with watery blood in it, which belonged to her. Was she raped? No. Okay. So that's where the gross... Could get worse. Sure. (laughs) I I guess. So that's where the... uh, And there's M with the the silver lining. (laughs) So this is... uh, I try to keep the positive in this atmosphere. It's so good of you. So uh, if you've been plugging your ears, you can listen now. Um, This part, actually, I consider to be kind of the most fucked up. I mean, that's obviously the most fucked up, no question, but this part's pretty messed up. Um, So again, we're in the 1940s. Mm -hmm. Uh, So once police had identified the body, reporters from the Los Angeles Examiner contacted Elizabeth Short's mother... And told her that her daughter had won a beauty contest because they wanted to get as much information about her as possible. So they called her mother. Instead of telling her, your daughter's been killed, uh, before the police had even contacted her, asked all these questions because they said, your daughter's been, she's won a beauty contest. We need all sorts of details. So they got all sorts of details out of her and then said, oh, sorry, actually, your daughter has been murdered and dismembered. In the same conversation? Yes, yes. So oh, wow. I know. Like, Wait, did the police call her? And they were like, hey, these, this is the police. Your kid won a beauty contest? Or did they lie and say, we're a pageant judge? It wasn't. And then it turned into, by the way, we're the police. No, it wasn't the police. It was reporters. <gasps> at, That's extra fucked up. Yeah, at the LA Examiner. They said. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I hear examiner and I think like a body examiner. <laughs> it, wasn't a, it wasn't a body examiner. Okay. It was, yeah, they were reporters, which is just so unethical and horrible. And, like, obviously yeah. today that would not fly. But so these reporters had heard that they had identified the body. And before mm-hmm. the police could even get on it, they contacted the mother to say she won this beauty contest. Um, but anyway, to quote unquote make up for it, 
They offered airfare to fly the mother out to California to help police with the investigation. But when she agreed and flew out there, they kept her away from police because they wanted the inside scoop. Mm. So they basically interrogated her themselves and didn't let her anywhere near the police. Um, that is messed up. It is. It's really fucked up. Um, but at the same time, this became this hugely sensational crime. I mean, it was the 1940s. Uh, and at the time, newspapers had this habit of nicknaming serial killers and crimes. Mm-hmm. Um, some other ones in the 40s were the acid bath murderer, which I'm sure cool. will... Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun <laughs> one, I'm sure. Sounds like a dream. And we'll probably get to that uh, in a future episode. The lipstick killer and the lonely hearts killer... Oh, I know about the Lonely Hearts Killer. I don't know much about that, but... I don't know much. I know some. Well, I'll tell you someday. Okay. I'm sure. Give me the scoop. But, uh, so the nick... Uh, so the nickname that this... The victim actually got, Elizabeth Short, was the Black Dahlia. So this became the Black Dahlia murder. Um, and some people think that the name came from a film noir murder mystery called The Blue Dahlia, which was released the year earlier. So, Mm. pop culture. Um, so things get weird here. Does I mean, they're already pretty fucking weird, but right. <laughs> they get weirder. Uh, so dozens of people confessed to the murder. What? I know. Why? Because I guess well, it was... that's like the trend? It was cool. I don't know. It, like, I don't like know. Someone wa- like they wanted to go to jail? They just wanted to be publicized? God. It's like the American Idol of the 1940s. Wow. Like, discover me? I don't know. <laughs> All these people were seeking fame and they wanted to be a part of it. Um... Over the years, hundreds of people confessed. Uh, most of them were like immediately discounted and ruled out because there was no way that they were the murderer, but some people like remained suspects. Um, one sergeant who worked the case actually said, until his retirement, so pretty much his whole career, said that it's amazing how many people offer up a relative as the killer. Ugh. Which is like kind of fucked up if you're like, no, my dad definitely did it. It's like it's like going to elementary school and everyone's like, no, my dad definitely killed him. Like my dad's <laughs> definitely the killer. It's like when we were little, everyone was like, my dad's an astronaut, my dad's a whatever, and it was just yeah, like inflating your yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's like no, the my mom's the one that for sure sliced that body in half. Yeah, she's really good at cutting things. Yeah, you should meet her sometime. Yeah. So basically, everyone was trying to be like, no, my uncle did it. My sister did it. My cousin did it. That's such a, like, I mean, that's, like, a psychologist's wet dream of, like, like this mob mentality of everyone wanting to be a murderer. Absolutely. I've never heard of that ever. It was, like, a societal, instead of everyone vilifying the person, they were mm-hmm. like, no, I'm the was person. Was there, like, a bounty out where, like, if you, like, no. if you confessed, you, like... No, they just interrogated all in? these people and then ended up being, like, you're not <sighs> the person. and the one- That's nuts. Yeah, it's just uh, out of control. But so the most promising lead at the time was this army corporal who told police he'd been drinking with Short uh, in San Francisco a few days before her body was discovered, then blacked out with no memory uh, of what he did until he came to in a cab outside Penn Station. Um, And she had an affinity for servicemen that was like... Her thing. Her thing. You go, girl. Yeah. So they were like, this is a good lead. So they, you know... He, they asked if he, if the corporal thought he committed the murder, and he said, "Yes, I think it was me." So he was surprised. Oh no! Okay, like I don't. It might have been me. These people were. It all might not have been out of control. <laughs> uh, so finally, they like tracked him down, and they were like, "No, you know what? You were on the military base. There's tons of witnesses. Like, there's no way you could have right. done it." 
suspect number two was in 1991, this woman was doing uh, therapy to retrieve repressed memories. And she was convinced that her father had been the murderer. Um, she like contact police. She's like, I-, I remember now, like it was repressed. They dug up the yard. They went through his house. There was nothing that connected him to any murder. So all right, that was, they found some costume jewelry that he had buried in the backyard and some farm tools, but nothing, which like is weird in and of itself. Right. That's another story. That is probably his own weird little misgivings. Um, suspect number three is the most recent. Um, there's this one detective, uh, Steve Hodel, who is completely convinced he knows who murdered Elizabeth Short, and he says it's his own father, and he's a detective. Um, he says his doctor's the late George Hodel, Dr. George Hodel. He was um, a medical doctor. And according to Time Magazine, soil samples taken from the man's Hollywood estate in 2012 tested positive for chemical markers for human decomposition. So Ooh. bodies had been buried there. Um, and the way that actually the detective became convinced that his father was guilty is that he found pictures of a woman that he believed was the Black Dahlia among his father's possessions after he passed away. And he also says that his, you know, father was a surgeon and he had the surgical accuracy with which the body was dismembered, um, suggests a killer with medical training, training like his dad. Oh, so okay. the LAPD actually right now <coughs> considers him a suspect, but they're not right really now, like now currently. Mm-hmm. So this was in 2012 when they when they dug all this up. So people are still saying, like, I know who did it. Yes. Basically, the mystery as of right now in 2016 is... Or, I'm sorry. It's wow. 2017. Yeah, it's worse than 2016. I haven't even had half a bottle yet. <laughs> and that's why we drink. <laughs> um, so as of 2017, the mystery or the murder is still unsolved. So... um. The LAPD considers him a suspect, the most likely suspect right now, but they have not called him the killer just yet because there are 22 viable suspects currently. Still? Still. Since the 40s. Yes. Seven of whom are doctors. So that seems to be the most... I know. Because I guess the body was, like, really carefully dismembered. Um, Some people believe there's a link between Elizabeth Short's murder and the Cleveland Torso murders, Hmm. which just sounds like a really fun time. Yeah. <sighs> Which took place in 34 and 38. Cleveland, that's next to you. It is. It's. Do you it's... remember that story or hearing about it? No, because it took place in the 30s. So oh. I was... That was a, only a couple years ago. I was a twinkle in you. my great grandma's eye. <laughs> um, and some people think that Elizabeth Short's murder is connected to the 1946 murder and dismemberment of six-year-old Suzanne Dagnan in Chicago, who was murdered by the lipstick murderer. Lipstick killer. So one person in California, one person in Ohio, one person in Chicago might all be linked in out of like, what, 60 years, 70 years? Exactly. Well, they think that either the LA murder might be linked to the Cleveland murder or it might be linked to the Chicago murder. Oh. I'm not sure if they think all three are related. Gotcha. But like the girl that was killed by the lipstick killer in Chicago was named Suzanne Degnan. I think that's how you say it. And um, the woman, Elizabeth Short, her torso or her body was found on Norton Avenue, which is three blocks west of Degnan Boulevard, which is the Mm. same last name. Um, And there were also some similarities between the ransom note from the Chicago murder and a letter sent to the police after Elizabeth Short's death. So they think that the handwriting looked similar. Um, They used a combination of capitals and small letters. It's so creepy. Um, The note about the six-year-old girl said burn this for her safety Heesh. i know and he wrote on the on the mirrors like with lipstick 
And he said, for God's sakes, catch me before I kill again. I can't stop myself. (gasps) That's the person I've known about that. twisted. I've known about that quote. I've just never known who that was. If you see the photos, it's really, really creepy. Um, And they had the same We'll have to post them later. Yeah, it's it's wild. But so nobody knows. And the guy actually that they they caught for the lipstick murders and put in prison claimed until the day he died that he was innocent and that he had only confessed under uh, duress. And he had been kind of tortured. So there's really no way to know who did it. Um, So that's, it's just so twisted and that's really close to us. And it's kind of, ugh. it's just, it's just gross. Do you think there's going to be like, would there be another murder that could be connected to it or whoever did it is probably already a suspect? I think it's probably too late at this point. I mean, that was the forties. Right. Yeah. You would have to be like at least 80. Yeah, to like if you killed them when you were ten, a twenty-year-old, it seems like a lot of work in your eighties, right? And I think, I mean, if if the guy they did arrest was guilty, then and that's you know. problem solved. But this murder, as of right now, remains unsolved, and just just as disgusting as it was in nineteen in the nineteen forties. So, and that's why we drink, and that is why we drink. Just uh. let me tell you. <laughs> well, good. I'm like good. Good researching. Whew. That, <laughs> that shit is heavy. They are, I I really hope I never get sliced in half. Like, I mean, eventually I'm going to go. I just hope that's not the way. Uh, <laughs> you listen, know? I could not agree with you more. <laughs> okay. I mean, I just hope it's not... It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen some way, but if, if I get sliced in half, I hope everyone knows, ah, that is not what she wanted. Nope. All right, we'll find out. I'll put that on your tombstone. She never wanted to be sliced in half. Yeah. Good. What a friend. I know. I try. Anyway, that's it. That's... I'm I'm drinking. All right. Enjoy. We did it. Anyway, thanks, guys. Um, Thank you for listening this far. Pretty mind-blowing. Three episodes in, and you're still here. Absolutely. Like, we think it's so much fun to make, so we hope you guys have fun listening. We hope you're drinking along with us to get through these freaking crazy stories thanks guys yeah we'd really like any if you can subscribe if you can rate that would be great um you know if you're if you don't hate us please rate us oh Mm -hmm. well that's nice yeah i did that if you do hate us please don't rate us that's my other (laughs) wait oh did i say if you hate us i said if you don't hate us please rate us. i'm sorry if you do i'm sorry i listen this (laughs) is why i know okay if you hate us don't fucking rate us. That's my slogan. Cool. What a good way to end this. Yeah. All right. Well, Powerful. if you have any suggestions, uh, please email us. If you have any stories or anything you want us to talk about, give us a shout. Yeah. We'd love any of your personal stories. If you have any uh, crazy murder stories or paranormal stories, we'd love to hear them. Uh, go ahead and give us an email at and that's why we drink at gmail.com. And follow us on every social media platform. Everyone. Uh, at ATWWD podcast. Except Google Plus, we don't have that because nobody does. Mm-hmm. That's true. So thanks, guys. Thank we, you. Yeah, we really appreciate it. And we hope you guys are looking forward to episode four as much as we do. Yep. Bye. And, and that's, that's why, why we, we drink. drink. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.